podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is sponsored by TourTips.com, the online golf betting resource. TourTips subscriptions for 2021 have been reduced by up to 50%. Their email service is now a free subscription. For all the best in-depth stats and information, visit tour-tips.com, the online golf betting resource. Welcome to the home of the best golf betting tips. All the best bets for the upcoming tournaments, all from experts and all in one place. From the home of the Bet Bites podcast, this is Bet Bites Golf with Dave Tyndall and James Butler. Hello, everybody. Welcome along another edition of the Golf Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler. I'm joined, as always, by the legendary golf betting pundit that is Dave Tyndall. Mr. T, how are you? I'm very well. Good morning to you. And good morning to you. Yeah, we're doing this on uh, on a Thursday morning for once, aren't we? We didn't do Wednesday night. We've got, we say we're going to leave it as late as possible. Well, we have today because we're actually on the day of the start of the tournament, aren't we? The Shriners Children's Open in the US. And uh, I'll give you the top end of the markets, Dave, before you get into your words of wisdom. Abraham Answer is 22 to 1. So is Scotty Scheffler. So is my mate Victor Hovland. And then Brooks Kepka is in there at 25 to 1. How are we going with this one? Yeah, so we're in we're in Las Vegas this week, so that's uh, West Coast and a, a big time gap, which has afforded us to to do this podcast uh, early morning UK time. Um, but it also meant some of the interviews weren't done until late on Wednesday night UK time, so that's why we didn't sort of rush it. We wanted to see what to get those ones in. So they bought a couple of, uh, well, we bought four or five people in for interview. The one that's caught my eye because I didn't know any of this is, I don't know if you watched it last week, but a young guy called Sahith Thigala. No, I didn't. Right. So he led after 1836 and 54 holes last week, uh, had a really good week at the, the Sanderson Farms, but couldn't quite uh, get it done in the end. But he's clearly uh, some talent, uh, this kid. So um, I thought he's worth a look. And I, I did wonder why they've they've interviewed him specifically, because, you know, he's not a superstar. But that he eventually fell to eighth place, so a disappointing final round. But, you know, first three rounds, 64, 67, 67. Then also a couple of weeks earlier, he'd finished sixth at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship and fourth at the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship, the, the kind of nationwide version of this. That that one's in Ohio, Corn Ferry Championship in Indiana. So the last four starts, he's got fourth, sixth and an eighth. OK, two of those were on the second tier, but he's clearly in cracking form so the interesting thing about him this week uh, when he's interviewed he's asked so here we are at the shriners does the course suit your game and he goes yeah i played the monday pro-am and then i played nine holes yesterday tuesday i live like three and a half hour drive away in chino just right down the 15 i guess the i-15 so i spent a bunch of time in vegas played a lot of junior tournaments here and very comfortable with not only the environment but even the slight elevation change, um, Vegas is at altitude, and how the ball goes a touch further over here. But I really like this golf course. I've played it a couple of times before this week, uh, once with the Pepperdine uh, golf team. Really comfortable with this course. It's kind of a shootout type of course, even the greens, even if the greens get firm. Um, but then he just 
goes on a, on a little bit. He says, yeah, I really like the golf course, West Coast golf kind of thing. So I feel pretty comfortable out here. So one of the guys who I had down as my kind of inform team on my inform team, he's got quite um, a bit of uh, local. I mean, three and a half hours sounds ages, isn't it? If you live in England, but in, yeah, in America, yeah. it's nothing, is it? So no. uh, this is uh, pretty much almost a home game for him. So he does, you know, he knows Vegas well. So I, I just thought it might be worth a bet for him to just stay on the horse and keep it going, kind of thing. He's in great form. He plays, he plays on a horse as well. Yeah, oh, he's, God, very he's a talented, talented man. <laughs> he played one Corn Ferry tour tournament in Las Vegas or in Nevada uh, last year. That was the MGM Resorts Championship. MGM being one of the big hotels on the Strip. Um, not actually stayed there. I've racked up a ludicrous number of Vegas hotels in my time. Have you been, James? I've never been to Vegas, yeah, no. I've, I've been. And you, and you obviously can't tell me anything about it because what stays in Vegas or what goes on uh, in Vegas stays yeah. in Vegas, isn't it? I, I've, I've been an absurd amount of times, about 10, 15, something like that. All sorts of uh, different reasons. Um, I, I went, some of them aren't there now. I'm, 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 Started going that long ago. The famous one called the Dunes. Do you remember that one? You sort of see it on fifties movies and stuff. And the um the one I can always think is one of the fountains where the Ocean's Eleven guys go and count yeah, the winnings. Yeah, um, but, I mean, you say for all sorts of different reasons. There can only be about three. I mean, going to see golf is obviously one of them. Going to gamble is another, and going to be sorted is another, isn't it? Well, weddings, stag do's, honeymoons, all the all these different sort of reasons. I called him once on the way back from uh, Pebble Beach. I haven't gone to cover the golf there. Um, although I've not been in ages now since I had kids. But there you go. Priorities change. Anybody that hasn't ever listened to the Golf Betting Podcast before, there are a number of factors that sometimes go into your thinking, aren't they, and your thought processes. Obviously, form is one and whether they like the course and everything else. But some kind of geographical relevance to that course and whether yes. they've they've played it often. I and mean, we, we often picked up players that have gone to college and played that course when they were younger or and had success there before. So Or live two yards down the road from it or something like that, you know, being close to that course and knowing that area is quite a, a big factor for you, isn't it? Definitely. So um, with Sahith Tigalu, he's got he's got the knowledge of this course. He says he loves Vegas. And then we've got a little bit of evidence to back it up with his ninth place on his only other start in Nevada in the MGM Resorts Championship. And then we've got the hot current form. So he's got a lot going for him. And he's as big as 125 to 1. You can get 100 to 1, 8 places. That's probably the way to go. That's it at William Hill, but I thought he was an interesting candidate. And give, give us his name again, because I've never heard of him. Sahith Tigala. And how do you spell Tigala for people that are trying to find him on the on the betting site? Tigala or Tigala. You would, so T-H-E-E-G-A-L-A. Shahid, right, okay. Shahith Tigala is our man then this week for so 100 places, 8 to 1. So, I mean, you, you've got a bit of a thing going on at the minute, looking for the big, big price winners. And if Shahith Tigala comes in, that's going to make a lot of people very happy. Have you got yes. anybody else for the um, Shriners Children's Open winner? Is that your only bet this week? I'm just going to play one more um, because we're still kind of at the uh, sort of ripple effects of the Ryder Cup. And I did notice back in 2018 when Europe won in Paris that a few of their teams started winning a few weeks later. Sergio won, Justin Rose won, even Lee Westwood, who was a vice-captain, won. So you had this kind of knock-on effect where their happy times in Paris translated to sort of wins out on the course. So there's only a couple taking part this week. And originally, I was looking at Scotty Scheffler, but he 
his course form isn't great, but the, the one who's got really good course form is Brooks Kepka. And he's not the worst price. Uh, on his name, you'd think he would just be favourite, but obviously he's had a bit of a, a an injury-plagued campaign. Um, but he, he did some good stuff at the Ryder Cup. He had a good summer when he was fourth in the US Open, sixth in the Open Championship, fifth at the Travellers in between those two to show that he could play well in a, in a normal event. Uh, so he he's he's feast or famine at, at this course. So his form, starting from his first visit in 2013, goes miscut fourth, miscut second, miscut. Well, if you like patterns, <laughs> he's got know, a there's a one coming next, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So I'll get the impression with Brooks Kepka. You, you obviously the Bryson DeChambeau thing going on as well as other people that seem to have overtaking overtaking him a little bit in terms of public profile at the moment. He's, he, I get the feeling he feels he is capable of being world number one and is therefore looking to charge back up the up to the top end. Yeah, I think because he's had a, an injury hit season, um, I think he's maybe going to take these regular events a little bit more seriously. <clears throat> so here's his quotes. Anyway, he says, I've always liked it here. I, I think it's always been a good course for me. I've kind of either been right up there with a chance to win or it's just been two days and pack your bags. But I feel like my game's trending in the right direction. I like how everything went at the Ryder Cup. I feel like I really saw the turn because I thought this whole year after the injury was pretty poor. I just like the way it's trending. I like where the game's headed. And then he says um, he, he wants to just keep winning. That's the goal. I'm out here to win multiple times. So he's not just going through the motions and turning it on at the majors. Maybe we saw a bit of that with the the fifth at the Travellers to, to show that, you know, you can back, back him in these other events. And, and, and a, a fully firing Brooks Kepka would be, I don't know, 12 to 1 favourite here. And you can get double those odds, 25 to 1, eight places, William Hill. As we said with his form, he's got a fourth and a second here. He's also won the uh, Waste Man- Management Phoenix Open in Arizona. So he's a really good performer in the desert, which is something that is very important here because if you look at other winners such as Martin Laird last year, Kevin Nah, they've also got strong desert form as a whole. So it's a certain sort of golf that some players like and others don't. And Brooks Kepka's definitely in the camp of those who um who, who really like desert golf. So I I I think at the price he's the one who I think can uh have a a kind of a boost from that Ryder Cup and, and turn that into a win here. I like watching Brooks because whenever he's on, he, he has the he has the real eye of the tiger, not Tiger Woods, but uh, the, you know he, he really he, he really gets focused and everything. Obviously, he's had that knee problem, but uh, that, that I mean, to be fair to him, that knee problem hasn't massively affected him, has it? It's, it's obviously affected him, but he's managed to carry on playing a lot more than people thought. So uh, I would imagine he's not too far away from winning stuff again. Yeah, I think I think so. You're never quite sure with him how bad the knee is because it's people have said. I'd, he shouldn't be on it at all, but then he's he's done nearly won a major on it. So hopefully um, he's had a a little bit of a break from the Tour Championship to the Ryder Cup, and another break from the Ryder Cup till this week. So hopefully he's uh, it's getting stronger and he can put in a big performance. Well, good luck to him and good luck to uh, Sahith Tagala, 23 years old. I've just been searching for him while you were rabbiting on there. I've been looking at him to try and catch up on what he's about. But uh, obviously eight places, 100 to one for him, Tagala, to win um, the uh, Shriners. And Brooks Kepka 25 to one. Would you take them both each way? Would you take uh, Tagala to maybe be a top 10 finish or something different? Or You can play. I'd definitely back them each way. Um, yeah, you could look at Tagala in the top 
10 market. But I think the one other bet I would put him up for is first round leader because that's what he'd managed last time. He's 95 to 1 to be first round leader at Betfair. So it'd be, it'd be rude not to. A little bet on that as well. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it'd be uh, rather disappointing not to if you miss that and he does end up being first round leader. 95 to 1 is a decent price to have on your betting slip, isn't it? So, uh, Shahif Tagala. 100 to 1, eight places to win the thing. 95 to 1 to be the first round leader. And Brooks Kepka, 25 to 1 to win the Shriners Children's Open. Dave Tyndall, as always, thank you very much indeed. Cheers, James. And uh, everybody out there, please always gamble responsibly, whether you follow Dave or go your own way. And good luck with all of your bets this weekend in the Shriners. And we'll talk to you again this time next week. Bet Bites Golf is a sports betting media production. Our multi-sport Bet Bites podcast is released every Friday. Please gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for all the information. Sports Social Podcast Network.